Welcome to the Blank Bus Podcast, a weekly conversation on the biggest stories in politics from two friends who come from opposite sides of the aisle. I'm Erin McCall, founder of Blank Buzz, a political marketing firm that seeks to empower campaigns and politicians by connecting them to their constituents through innovative marketing strategy. For more information, please visit blankbuzz.com. Now let's get into the show. Hello and welcome back to the What's the Buzz podcast. I'm here with Wesley who just got done eating his brunch, which was a meal of cinnamon french toast with um, the honey butter sauce. Yeah, uh, Aaron's a good cook. And <laughs> uh, yeah, so we just, it's the morning after the first debate. Well, the, the se- yeah, I just want to... Second debate. It's the morning... Debate. Sorry. It's the morning after the second, if you don't count the vice presidential debate. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. So. I don't. We got into a fight last night, so we didn't do the podcast right. last night, as usual, with our live. We haven't talked about it at all, though, so it's still kind of a live reaction. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. So you're like, you weren't thinking I was going to mention that. No, you? I wasn't. Well, um, why not? Yeah. I don't care. Right. So, um, <laughs> today I would say, what would you say is your, like, My paragraph summary? I'm really not one for paragraph summaries, you know that. I know. It's a challenge. It's, I need, like, at least a page. Um, you didn't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? Lots of things. <laughs> okay, so... My summary. So I would say, you know, I was really pleasantly surprised. I felt like it was a normal-ish debate. It was actually different than what I was expecting. Um, I knew that there were rule changes and they were going to mute the mics at certain points. But I still wasn't, because they were saying they were only going to do it at, or during the uninterrupted periods, which are the initial two-minute responses, so I was thinking that the rest of the time was going to be a free-for-all. But, you know, I, I think the Trump camp, whoever is prepping him for these debates, I'm not sure if Chris Christie was included in that team again, but mm. I think they were forceful as far as having a different strategy. Because yes. I, I think they knew if they went in the same way, there was just no way they would win. So the only way they could win is with a different strategy and also he if he did the same kind of domineering that he did the first time it would end up um like doing it twice it would end up making him look kind of like a bully Mm -hmm. and it would just be um you know people needed to and wanted to actually hear their takes on policy so I think they just really I don't know how they got through to him, but, like, they did because his whole... I mean, I think he was better than in 2016. Mm-hmm. He was more civil. Um, well, I mean, I think it's just that the mics were muted, were, were able... Were muted during the, 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 the initial two minutes of each person's response, and I think that did do a very good job of setting the tone and act, the fact that the moderator could mute mics uh, acted as a pretty significant deterrent to Trump's standard mm. behavior. Yeah. Um I agree. So it worked. He, yeah, I, I agree that basically um 
his he he managed to seem like less of a coked up maniac, uh, although ultimately his, the content of what he was saying was just as un, unhinged and uninformed. Um, and I what I've seen so far of reaction is like, yes, he 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 didn't seem like a maniac, but he still seemed like an idiot. Um, and, uh, I've been kind of gratified that the media hasn't, um, glommed on to a, like, tone shift narrative so hard, uh, because, you know, his behavior in this debate was more or less coerced. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. But it did work. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. Um, we definitely had a more productive debate this yeah. time. And um, I, defi- I definitely felt like you could see more of their differences mm-hmm. as far as not just in, like, behavior or demeanor, but just as far as their positions on things. Yeah. And, like, that was a lot clearer this time. Yeah. Where... I also I think Biden probably had his strongest debate. Yeah, a lot of people were cycle. saying that he's the type though that I think he gets better. Like he, yeah. you know, people get better with age. Well, mm-hmm. he is old, so maybe it's true. But <laughs> he didn't laugh. <laughs> he never. Okay, you need to like start laughing at my jokes. Okay. But um, you know, I. <laughs> so, oh God. So I do think he's the type that gets better because even in the Democratic primary debates, you know, he mm. remember he started out his weakest performance without question was the very first one. Yeah, he builds momentum and comfort and then generally gets better over time, which is good for him. Yeah, for sure. So um, I thought he also did really well. And I think he was more clear. Like, I felt like the first time, which I, I, I don't know if he was making a lot of coherent points. And this time, mm-hmm. it was much more um, concise as far yeah. as, like, actually sort of making. And a lot of people thought he went on the offensive more mm-hmm. this time. And, you know, because he was talking about Trump's. You know, when they were talking about corruption, he was yeah. like, well, you shouldn't talk about corruption until you release your tax returns. And his bank, his Chinese bank account, when he was trying to say Biden has made money in China. Right. Um, which is, it's so insane. <laughs> the right. big man. It's, it's a real, like... <laughs> it's, like it's, it's his it's... son. First of all, it's his son. It's not him. Yeah. Second of all, it's... A conspiracy theory anyway. There's right. no evidence at all. And yeah, like his I his son's a venture capitalist, so he's been involved in which most venture capitalists are. They're involved in different um you know, fundraising rounds and different um you know, they'll fund and also acquire different type different companies. Sometimes they're foreign, sometimes they're domestic. Um so he's had involvement, but it's not. There's no evidence that he's like directly profited, um, right. off of any of these things. So yeah, I mean the 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 Hunter Biden stuff has always been just vague gesturing at the fact that you know Hunter has various problems in his life. Yeah, and um, that 
you know, they, 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 no one has been able to put together a consistent accusation uh, that makes any sense and isn't immediately discredited. For a while, the accusation was that this prosecutor in Ukraine uh, was removed at the advocacy of the Obama administration uh, and that that somehow helped Hunter Biden. Except well, because Burisma it was, a, was yeah. it was like he was on the board of this oil company that then I think essentially wasn't it, it like was violating some ethics right. and things. And then they were saying that they removed the prosecutor who was in charge of sort of looking right. at the like ethical nature of these different companies and stuff in Ukraine and yeah right. except the reason that prosecutor was removed was because he was notoriously corrupt taking bribes and doing all of yeah, this it had like nothing shit. really to do with that and that replacing him with a different prosecutor would have made it significantly harder for Burisma to do shady shit in Ukraine <clears throat> yeah um so like every every accu- every allegation that I've come across has been something that like can be discredited through just a cursory exploration. The only thing that probably has legs is that Hunter Biden was kind of being paid to be on this board when he doesn't really have any, like, expertise or experience and was probably, like, he was there because of nepotism, but... How can you... But, like, Trump... Like, how can... You can't even make that comparison because he... His whole family is built right. off of nepotism. Like, all his kids only have careers and notoriety because they have positions within the Trump organization or doing things for dad. Yeah. So, it's kind of a mute point. Yeah. Um, and it's it just, it's sort of... Yeah, the, the closest thing to an allegation that has... Is, is that if Joe Biden hadn't been vice president, then Hunter Biden probably wouldn't have ended up on the board of that oil company. Except that I don't, like, Joe himself doesn't really have much of a relationship with that company, and there's no evidence that Joe did anything to get him that job. It's just the literal fact of, like, a company wants to have the vice president's son right. on its board as a status thing. And that's not really, like, impropriety, um, you know, any more so than, like, a record company is probably slightly more likely to pick up an album by Tiffany Trump because she's the daughter of the president. Yeah. Um, like, and therefore has, uh, some cachet... I, it, it's yeah the and Biden I think did a good job of shutting all of that down by like having an answer to everything being clear about like there's no meat on these bones and here's all the actual corrupt shit that the president has been down to over his long career. So <laughs> yeah. you really can't get through this without like almost burping. Yeah. All right. I'm, okay. So. Yeah, and I think, because I think last time, like, that's, like, because he brought up the same stuff in the first debate, and, like, he didn't necessarily have a clear, direct answer for it or, like, way to redirect it, 
And I think yeah. that's what they probably worked on a lot was yeah, like... Yeah, they had, they had to yeah. research what the late October version of the Hunter Biden conspiracy theory is and make sure that he was, he like knew how to respond to it. Yeah. And then, you know, I think, um, he had pretty good answers, I think, to everything because it like climate change, he was like kind of, um, you know, showing and was, I think also like they, um, he laid out more clear policy directives mm-hmm. than last time um and you know talked about like the jobs plan of you know putting investing in solar and wind um and it is true you can make a lot of money if you're like a um i don't know a wind harvester i don't know exactly what that's called but um those are very like fruitful jobs mm-hmm. so um and obviously they talked a lot about race and I just thought it was really interesting, though, how, because Trump was saying, like, when, um, what's the moderator's name? Okay, so everyone thought she did a really good job. Yeah. And I agree. She probably did, she definitely, no, she definitely did the best out of all three moderators. Yeah. And had a real good control of things. And, um, and, you know, at one point she asked Trump, like how like what would he say to people who think he's racist? Right, and he's like, I really don't know. <laughs> right, because Trump doesn't have and, the like self reflection to even like engage with the accusation that he's racist. Right, and then he, he can, said that thing about him I'm being the, the least, least racist person in the room. I don't know who's in the audience, but I'm the least racist person in this room. Well, people thought because it's a woman of color moderator that that was like a weird thing to say. Uh, I think that that's kind of like a deep like like on the on the finding things the president says suspicious scale. That's kind of no 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 no. Just saying that like that doesn't even make sense really, but. Well, no, you know. it doesn't. It doesn't make sense in any in any like rhetorical or logical yeah. framework. It's just a thing that he's saying. Yeah. Um, Which also, uh, this is kind of random, but I want to just last night um, I watched David Letterman has this new. Um, I don't know what you would call it. I guess it's like a long form talk show on Netflix called. Hmm. Um, my next guest needs no introduction. And it's like the whole episode is just him with one guest. But it's somebody like really, really famous. Mm-hmm. So Kim Kardashian was um, one of the people. Uh-huh. So um, it's interesting. It's kind of like what the Letterman show. It's like the, taking the Letterman show into like today. Yeah. Basically. You know, because like late night talk shows aren't really what they used to be. So... Um, and he asked her at one point about, like, who is she voting for? And um, this was actually filmed before the pandemic. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, who she's voting for and, um, you know, does she have, like, how can she, like, sort of, um, like, marry the fact that she's working with this administration, like, when they're doing all this other bad stuff and, like, questions kind of, like, about her, like, working directly, you know, like, with Trump, and, you know, she was saying, like, that she wouldn't really comment on a direct, like, she wouldn't say who she was voting for, and mm-hmm. obviously Kanye's running, which is the yeah. kind of elephant there, but, 
Um, she wouldn't really give a direct answer. She still hasn't. You know, this was, like, filmed, I think, back in, like, February or, like, early March. So, um, and, you know, wouldn't really criticize Trump directly. It was, really, you know, I'm, you know, going to stay focused on criminal justice. And she's like, they're, you know, they're really good in that capacity. And, they, you know, I have to give them props. And it's like, really? Because it, it's... Trump has done, like, 30 clemencies or something. And the Obama administration, which Joe actually referenced last night, did... Actually, he under... Because it was, like, 1,400 or something. It was well Mm -hmm. over... He said, like, 1,000. It was well over 1,000, though. Um, So, like... I'm like, how can she, like... They're not good on criminal justice because they did, like... The only reason that Trump even did the clemencies he did is because he would get to hang out with Kim Kardashian, <laughs> literally. Right. And, you know, she was saying she helps to work with the next, um, you know, wh- whoever wins the next administration on more criminal justice reform. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's weird because I have, I kind of think it's, like, everyone, like, I don't know. Praises her for it. And a I, Biden administration will probably be talking to more. Qualified that's what I mean. Yeah, activists. he's not like he's not qualified to no. like you know and you know oh she's going to law school and whatever. okay but she's not you know she's not you know she isn't currently a lawyer but right. even so like you know she would have absolutely no legal experience so right. yeah she's not the appropriate. She's the activist that Trump will talk to exactly. because she's on reality TV and he's from reality TV and therefore they have something to like. It's just so about. annoying to me that you won't criticize him even. It's like you don't even have yeah. enough. Because Alice Marin Johnson, who's the famous, like the first clemency case mm-hmm. that she worked on, what it has said. She spoke at the Republican National Convention, mm-hmm. um, which... You know, usually you speak only at a convention when you are, like, endorsing the candidate. So I was like, oh, great. But then she was on, like, a Jake Tapper show on CNN, and he asked her more directly. And and she wouldn't really say who she was voting for, but she kind of made it implied that she'd probably vote for Biden. Mm -hmm. Just the way, because she wouldn't, I was like, okay, if you're not going to directly say, so you probably, you know, because she was saying she was looking forward to working with Trump, like, regardless, you know, of his, like political position on mm. criminal justice reform and you know she wouldn't like I, just the way she worded it it made it seem like oh she's gonna yeah. vote for biden so um yeah but i just think that's so annoying but yes um anyway but yeah i mean i i thought biden definitely had a really strong performance yeah and um you know, there's so little undecided voters, though, because right. that's always, like, does it change anything in the race? And there's literally 46 million people have already voted. Yeah. That's, like, half of who voted in the last I think, election. I think we broke 50 today. We probably did, yeah. yeah. I mean, every day it's going up by millions. Yeah. So, like, and there's going to be record turnout this year. They yes. already know from all the projections. And... um you know, so it's it, a lot of the race has you know, already sort of been decided, and yeah. uh, I don't really think it would have swayed somebody. Either, like, maybe, like I could see maybe a situation where you'd be swayed towards Biden, but I think it'd be kind of impossible to be swayed to Trump based on that performance. But even so, I think generally it it wouldn't. I don't think it was really. Um, 
I don't know. This time, it didn't... I don't feel like that's really even, like, what their sort of target was. Because that just is kind of a... Like, there just really aren't those undecided voters this late. I think the the only thing that Trump really would have accomplished last night would have been something along the lines of, like, bringing a little modicum of comfort to a wavering Republican voter, mm-hmm. right? So, like, maybe a Repu- maybe there, there, there are a handful of Republicans who care about shit like decorum and competence and stuff, and <clears throat> they probably watched the first debate and saw that the president seemed like a coked-up maniac <laughs> and felt a little bit uncomfortable with the fact that they're voting for Donald Trump just because of the justices. And this performance, I think... Yeah, they didn't talk at all about if that. You're, if you're a Republican and you're wavering, but you're gullible, uh, then you may have, you know, solidified your Trump vote tonight. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think that there was much of a win for Trump. And what I've seen from polls is the, the, like, you know, who are you voting for is like, you know, 52-41-ish Biden, and who won the debate is 52-41-ish Biden. Yeah. So it's, it's the, the debate didn't change anybody's mind. Yeah. So, oh, the other thing I wanted to say is that, because Trump keeps going, kept going back, to this 47 years thing. It's yeah. funny, the number 47 in presidential elections is like weirdly significant. Because remember Mitt Romney, the 47% yeah. of people who are relying on government, yeah. remember that? Mm-hmm. It's, it was 47. It was 47%. <laughs> and, and back when Trump <laughs> first got COVID, we were hoping that Biden would be the 47th president. <laughs> But, and it's just weird how the number 47 seems yeah. to, like, come out a lot. But, because he's, he's basically referencing that Biden has been in some, like, political position for 47 years. But, yeah. I mean, that doesn't, it's like, he, if you're in the Senate, you can't just decide on, yeah. you know, this is what. Why, why is the junior <laughs> senator for Delaware, did you not decree that, um, like, criminal justice reform and universal health care and all of these yeah. things. Well, it's because he was the fucking junior senator for, from Delaware. Right. Um, exactly. And, like, you know, he accomplished first climate change legislation, um, Violence Against Women Act, you know, a lot of important stuff that I feel like that was something that he didn't... He should talk about that more. I think it's it's just a problem of, like, the primary really trained him against talking about his record. Yeah. Because people went so hard after On him Iraq. for the crime bill and Iraq. Yeah. Um, but even, like, people were saying, because he did talk a little bit about... Because he also brings up the crime bill. Yeah. And, like, he said they made a mistake and all of that. And right. actually, people like that, though, because mm-hmm. they're, like... It seemed to be a positive response right. to, like, the way he handled that. Because we've um, had four years of a chief executive who can't comprehend the idea that he makes mistakes. My God. Yes. So, um... I don't, you made me lose my hand a lot there, but... Oh. Um, <laughs> but, but him admitting his mistake was a positive... Yeah, it was positive. Yeah, and because it shows also that he's evolved. Yeah. And, you know, his views are not necessarily 
what they were back in the 80s or the 90s on these different yeah. things. So, um, and it's a way of, like, because that's almost, like, a way that people try to show you as being, like, a flip-flopper. Of like, yeah. oh, now you're, you know, you've taken on this different. But it's just saying, you know, it's like, it, yes, I've taken on this different view because I've um, seen that my thinking was flawed. Yeah. And, you know, and he so. also, he fought back against the flip-flopping allegation on fracking. Yeah. Which I thought was good, you know. That we, we, Trump, they made was, an ad about it. Yeah, we opposed fracking on federal land, but we are not getting rid of fracking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, they made an ad, because he has, like, I don't know, they had clips of him speaking to specific voters and just saying, yeah. like, yes, we're going to, like, I don't know. Not, to, I don't know, like, saying it, like, indirectly, I guess, that, right. like, they would get rid of it. But I mean, it's basically just, like... In opposition to expanding fracking. Also, who wants fracking? It's like... Well, I mean, it's it, weird. from what I understand, it, fracking is something that in the short to medium term, if we're fighting against climate change... Is bad. It, well, no, that fracking doesn't contribute to climate change as much as other fossil fuels do. So it'll probably have an important part in our energy mix in the short to medium term as we transition to renewable energies, just like nuclear power, which yeah. is great. Yes. So... I don't like you making me lose my train of thought, but um, overall, I I thought it was good. I was entertained. Like it was definitely mm. my favorite of the three. Like I felt, um, like it got heated, but it wasn't like crazy. It didn't get like out of hand. Yeah. Um, and I really think I guess it just really proves, which I've said before, but it just really proves that the formatting right. is really the crucial aspect. Yeah. Um and. You know that's really is what gonna is what's gonna determine the outcome, and I in like I said, I, oh Kristen Welker I think is her name, mm-hmm. the moderator from last night. Yeah, good on her. Yeah, because she really did do, and I thought even like the because like when she would let them kind of respond, but then she would kind of like cap it to thirty yeah. seconds, or I know, and she did have like some follow up questions. Like I just liked. It seemed she was like it was kind of flexible. Like she was, yeah. she wasn't inflexible. Which a lot of times right. it's like they have this pre-planned. Like okay, I have this yeah. question, this question. They're like, and they're not open to flexibility. And sometimes you know, in a debate, I think or any kind of like conversation, sometimes it doesn't go exactly the way you plan. And yeah. so you kind of have to like be able to pivot. Yeah, she um, allowed topics to air out. Yeah, which I appreciated. Yeah. I was like, I think that helped things yeah. to actually run more smoothly. Because yeah. um, that way you don't have the thing where you ask a question and then the person says, all right, I want to keep talking about what I was talking about before. Yeah, which yeah. Is, which Mike Pence, you know, that yeah. last time that happened, like almost every question. Yeah. And so definitely. So I felt like the whole pacing and then I'm sure also the rules. Yeah really helped so i think all in all um it was the best because of um all of those changes and i guess just how she um you know her debate moderating skills yeah so so anything um, else you want to say yeah do you have like a do you have a one sentence (laughs) oh god my one sentence takeaway um I don't know. I guess I. I just think. I guess I would say like there's a clear choice, or mm. the choice is pretty clear. Or there's a pretty stark difference between the candidates. Yeah, 
I'd say Biden had the best debate of the year, of his year. Yeah, Trump sure. managed to seem like a nine-year-old instead of a four-year-old, <laughs> and nobody's mind was changed. Yeah. All right. So with that, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and follow the podcast. We're at Blank Buzz on Instagram. You can follow Wesley and at Indiana, Indiana Walsh, Walsh on Twitter. Twitter. Um, and you can follow me at Every Little Thing Aaron on Instagram. And um, so wait, is no. So next week, I don't know. So we'll probably do it the next podcast. Probably, maybe like live on November 3rd, we'll do one. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So probably the next one will be on election day. Yeah. Um, I let's. Oh, I just want to say one thing about voting. So um, I have already voted, um, mm-hmm. but I'm actually an Ohio voter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So my vote's a lot more important. Right. And I, I have already voted. My vote's already been accepted. I voted uh, by mail. And Mr. Wesley here has decided to vote in person. Yeah. Um, against my advisement, but yeah, yeah. Um, I might be becoming a poll worker potentially. Mm. I did the training for it, but um, they haven't given me a work assignment, so yeah, I might not be needed. Um, We'll see. We'll see. And with that, we will see you on election day. (laughs) Woohoo!